First things first, as we welcome you back, I'm told that Watson Brown is with us by phone. Watson, are you there? George, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, listen, I'm sorry for uh, for the struggle. Hopefully we can get this worked out uh, at some point and get your smiling face back in here. I know you miss it, so we'll keep trying. On that, we go to Knoxville and we say hello to Knoxville sports talk show host, Tony Basilio, decked out in orange today in anticipation of what is, at the moment, the game of the year in college football. That's pretty heady stuff. I'd say that's pretty heady stuff, George. I'd say, uh, I've worn this phrase out, but it's something that wasn't on my Singo card uh, coming into the year. Crazy. It's absolutely insane. Can you guys before hear me? we get to the I'm sorry, before we get to the real football stuff, Tony Billy pointed this out to me, and and I'm sure somebody has called you about this. Tony Romo on the Eagles Pittsburgh Steeler telecast just sort of threw out there the some NFL teams are going to look at Josh Heupel. Well, now there's nothing about that to really question as far as has he done a good enough job that it would warrant that. I'll just ask you, you're a lot closer to it than I am. Have you heard anything like that? No, but it would make complete sense to me because he manages his football team like a pro coach does. They do not talk down to their kids at all. It's just his nature. I think he'd be an excellent manager of professional athletes, uh, the way he handles kids. I've said the whole time that even before this season, people were talking about, well, you know, if he blows up, what about Oklahoma? And my sense of him has always been I would be a lot more worried if, if he got a hankering to go try this in the NFL. Now, the question would become, and Watson knows more about this than I ever will, but it's a completely different game on the pro level with the offense that he runs because the field's a little different. The hashes are different. The game's different. So, uh, but that said, the way he manages people, his level of emotional intelligence. Look, the last guy that ran or tried to run or tried to do this kind of offense on um, on that level was Chip Kelly. Now, I don't know how deep Watson wants to go with you here, but Chip Kelly was a horse's rear end. Chip Kelly's a really weird guy. Chip Kelly's not a not a nice guy. Chip Kelly's a Chip Kelly guy. Um this guy here, if 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 an opportunity like that presented itself for him, is a really bright, humble, pretty respectable guy who I think treats athletes the way they want to be treated, and he really treats these kids like professionals. That's what he. That's the that's the way they run their operation. So, I kind of see why Tony Romo would say what he's saying. And then again, I think the game's kind of different in the NFL. So whether or not his schemes work would be kind of another story for another day. Watson, take it from there, wherever you want to go. Well, Tony, his his system that he runs right now is not a pro system. No. There would have to be a lot of change in his system to go to the yep. NFL. I agree. Unless you just, unless the owner that wants to hire a college system and give it a shot, 
Uh, I haven't seen anybody do that. When Chip Kelly left Oregon and went to the Eagles, he did not keep his college offense. He kept parts of it, but he, he catered more toward the pro game. He wasn't as good. He wasn't as good at it. I'm not saying that Josh would not give it a shot or whatever, but you're really talking apples and oranges. And I really don't think, I just don't believe Josh would do that. I don't, if, if there are some that approach him, he's going to get approached by college people. Uh, he'll get approached by everybody because he's the hot guy right now. But I don't think, I don't see Josh Hopper leaving Tennessee. I don't see him leaving Tennessee for another college job. Uh, it might cost Tennessee some money in the, in the offseason, uh, but I don't see him leaving, and I sure don't see him taking off to the pros. He doesn't have a pro background, Tony, whatsoever, and, he, and he's just now getting started where he is. I just, I just don't believe he'll leave this year. So take that with a cup of coffee. It's more, that won't take you very far. But, but um, I think you're right about him and Coach Kelly. I know I, I don't know Josh. I know about him, but I don't know him personally yet. And but I know Coach Kelly, and they are different personalities completely. Yeah, and and that's my, that was that was that. And that's solely. What was what I was talking about? I know the offense and the game is totally different, and and, yeah. and and what you know, just the way the field lays out at that level, and then running that fast at that level, at that pro level, I just don't think NFL guys are going to go a million miles an hour on offense. You're not going to get a 35 year old guy or a 33 year old offensive lineman or whomever. You better have unbelievable success if you want to get those guys to go that fast and do it all the time. Um, that said, this week, guys, is crazy here. It's crazy. People are so excited. Well, they should be, Tony. I mean, this Tennessee has worked their way to this game, and and we need to give them credit for that. The the big Pittsburgh game on the road started the whole thing. Uh, then getting to go to LSU was the next big step, and winning yeah. big. Then take care of business at home against Kentucky. Well, and and beating Alabama before you go to LSU. Yeah. Oh, no, excuse me, beating Alabama after you go to LSU was the the game. And and if they don't win that one, this one is still for the East Division. Put them in front of the East Division championship, but but now in the top four with it, I really believe, truly strongly believe, the winner of this game will be ranked number one in the country. Uh, next week. So th this, th I don't know that there will be a bigger regular season game than this one. Uh, you start getting into the championship games and conference championships and then into the playoffs. That's different, but it's regular season. Um, this is the biggest game of the year and there won't be a bigger one than this uh, later on, unless it's Ohio state, Michigan. Um, that would be the only thing to touch it, Tony, if they both stay undefeated till then. You know what's wild about this deal, too? And and George was saying it before, but nobody here dreamed this was possible. Nobody. I don't care who you are. I mean, you could say, oh, well, you know, we all thought internally that we could. I mean, that's great. Those guys did. I mean, nobody thought they'd be in this game. I mean, I love all that talk. You love all that talk. We all love all that talk. The truth is this is a real opportunity for Tennessee. I'll read some, So tonight I'm going to read something to you. 
ESPN's going to do their reveal tonight of the playoffs. Now, I've never seen this show before because it's never really applied to Tennessee. And to be honest with you, I've been so bored with the top of college football because it's the same three or four usual suspects. It feels like they're playing their own different game and everybody else is just kind of out here, you know, doing whatever it is they're doing. Um, Tonight, a lot of people think Tennessee is going to be the number one seed in this thing when they reveal this, that this is just the initial reveal. It really means nothing. I'll tell you how much it means to our fan base, though. I'm going to do a call-in show after this like it was a game itself right on my website at tclub.team, and we'll have thousands of people listening, and we'll have calls from all over the world because the expectation is that Tennessee will be number one here. And I say to this fan base, anytime you get a chance to wave your finger in the air, we're number one. With, with everything these people have been through, let's do that. The last the, 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 they've, There have been eight playoffs, okay? The, 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 the team that gets the number one seed the first night, which is tonight, makes the playoffs seven out of eight times. The team that gets the number two seed, which could be Tennessee tonight or Georgia or Ohio State, whomever, they make the playoffs seven out of eight times. The team that gets the number three seed, which the expectation is that's Ohio State coming into tonight. That's the expectation. They make the playoff one out of eight times so far in the eight years we've had this thing. The team that gets the number four seed on the first uh, TV show, and again, it's a TV show, makes the playoffs four out of eight times. So if Tennessee lands in slots one or two, they have an excellent shot of making the playoff according to the numbers here. Seven out of eight. So wow. seven of eight, seven of eight, one of eight for the third slot, and then four of eight for the fourth slot, which I think those are fascinating numbers. No, I think that really is. But this is to me, Tony, a wee bit different because the weekend right after they first announce, two of the top four are playing each other. Yes. That changes everything in a week. In one yep. week's time, that whole yep. thing changes. So I, I'm not sure how long that'll last for Tennessee or Georgia because I think the loser falls out of the top four if Clemson mm-hmm. wins. If TCU wins, mm-hmm. one of them falls out and got to work their way back in again. So the, it, all you're saying leads right back to Saturday in Athens. The winner of this game is really sitting pretty and might the winner of this game might even lose to Alabama if they win the rest of their games. Might lose to Alabama in the SEC championship, Tony, and still get in. So this is a huge football game. The losers gotta fight back up again and, and hope some people get knocked off. The winner is sitting on the perch and might even stay in the top four if he loses the SEC championship game. That is if they beat South Carolina and uh, Missouri and Vanderbilt. But they, they, there's no reason they don't do that unless there's injury or whatever. It's just the, the biggest game of the year, and uh, the only one that can touch it would have been Alabama-Tennessee, which was unbelievably good. And then the other one that can touch it, Tony, is Michigan-Ohio State, if they're both undefeated when they, when Michigan goes to Columbus. So it's just neat times. And and just congratulations to everybody where you are because it's, it's, it's really it, – it, people don't understand how hard it is to get to this point. And, uh, but then let's talk about the game. 
Yep. This one really I, – I, I've been saying Tennessee was going to beat them. When I watch Georgia play Saturday, I'm back to, back to 50-50 with it. I didn't think Georgia's offense was good enough to score with Tennessee. I think it is. I think it is. I think they're right there with Alabama's offense, and those two tight end sets they get in, that balances you up defensively. Tennessee's got their hands full. Um, um, so I think Georgia can score with them, and I think Georgia's defense is better than Alabama's defense. So I think of the two teams that Tennessee's played, this is the better one. They don't get to play them at home. they got to go on the road. Saying that, there's no doubt they can still win the game. I saw today, Tony, the, their best pass rusher is probably not playing uh, Georgia's. I just saw that over uh, looking up something, and uh, I think it's it, it, – Yeah, it, it, Nolan Smith, outside linebacker. That's out right. for the year. Yeah, and, and uh, not nah, only is he their – Coach, he's their, best, he's their best defender. He leads them in pressures on the year. He leads a team in sacks on the year. He's the guy who's like a spiritual leader for him, kind of the um, coach on the field type. All this from an yeah. outside linebacker, and he's a huge, huge loss for them. The other thing from a Tennessee standpoint you got to like here is one of their safeties is a true freshman. Tennessee loves to confuse. Now, I don't know if the kid's still young. You know, it's be his ninth college football game, but he's young enough. Because Tennessee, you know, that's what they do. They get, they get these uh, defenses in scramble mode. I mean, they're calling two plays to your one. You know, they go to the line. You and I have talked about this. They go to the line thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do first down. This is what we're going to do on second down. And then we reset. One, two, reset. One, and, and, if, and like you, you told me several weeks ago, they stay ahead of the chains. They're a real handful. They'll be a handful for this team this week. And if Georgia's successful at Tennessee on first down, it could be a long day for the Vols. The question I have for you is, when you watch Georgia offensively, you saw what I saw, which is I didn't know they had the ability to throw over top of Tennessee's defense. Both of those oh, guys, I think, give them the opportunity to do that. Do you expect, Watson, this is the first team we're going to see all year really challenge Tennessee vertically? Because we're eight games into this thing, and we've really yet to see somebody really try to throw it over them. Yeah, Tony, they, Georgia is tough to play. I don't think as tough as Tennessee, but tough to play offensively because when you put two tight ends in and they play that as their base offense, mm -hmm. when you're playing with two tight ends, it balances defenses up. You can't overplay the strong side. You have to stay balanced, and Tennessee is going to have to come up with a different game plan. But I want to tell you, uh, Tennessee's defense has slowly gotten better. And I told George this yesterday, Tony. I thought Tennessee's defense was the difference Saturday against Kentucky. They just, uh, after the first drive, and I was concerned because Kentucky drove it down second drive, I guess, and, and did what I thought Kentucky could do. Couldn't do it anymore. They had Levis. He, he didn't know where he was. They were getting to him. He, he, they made him play a bad game. And I really believe what's going on, Tony, is the Tennessee defense. I text you this. I said, they're playing loose, aggressive, and it's easy to do that when you know your offense is going to score points. So you sit there and you're loose. So, well, if we give up an easy one because we're over aggressive, so be it. And that's what I, that's the attitude I see them playing with right now. And if they play 
up to the way they have the last couple of weeks defensively, then I don't know that Georgia can outscore them. So I think the Tennessee defense is a huge piece of this weekend. We talk offense all the time, but the Tennessee defense has got to hold Georgia down and hopefully in the 20s. I still think Tennessee will get in the 30s, and you've got to hold Georgia in the 20s. Honestly, not anybody really has if, if Georgia plays well. And the other thing, Tony, I think that has happened, Tennessee's brought it on. Tennessee's woke up all these fan bases. The Tennessee fan base <laughs> is so good. That atmosphere is so good. I think the fan base in Georgia, and I even saw where Coach Smart said, hey, come and be wild. And I think everybody now is trying to match the Tennessee atmosphere. And I think that Athens atmosphere will be really good because of it. It'll pick itself up a, a step over what it normally is. Yeah, the sights and sounds out of Neyland Stadium Saturday night. I mean, that looked like something that uh, Vince McMahon would have put on for like like a WrestleMania back in the day. Look at that. Like the, when you yeah. show the the shot of the, the choreographed fireworks off the top of that stadium, uh, that's a far cry from the place that uh, I went to school, uh, a, let's say a few decades back. Let's put it that way. But, you know, when they turn those lights out, Tony, and put the light on the team as the team came running out on the field, I'm telling you now. That was that's it's fantastic stuff, and I'm telling you, I think it's waking up everybody else, and they're all saying, "Man, we better pick it up. We better pick our pace up when the balls come to town." So I think it's going to be wild again. I, I I can't wait to see the game. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And Tennessee, Tony, the one thing I'll say, they're battle ready now. They've been in tough games now. They've been in games they were not supposed to win. They won yep. with Alabama. And they've been in games they were supposed to win that they won. And I think they're battle-tested. They've been in a tough place at LSU. And uh, I don't I don't think they'll, they'll bat an eye when they go to Athens. I don't. In that way, I think it's a very big positive. I don't think five weeks ago we could have said that. But after what they've been through now, I think they're battle-tested. You know, you mentioned the Pittsburgh game. I think this Tennessee team that's out here right now would, would beat that Tennessee team that played Pittsburgh by a couple scores. They've oh, come a long way since then. A long way. Yes, and a long way in confidence. Yeah. That's where they've gotten, they've gotten better on defense. Yep. The secondary Saturday was the best I've seen them play. If there's a weakness on the Tennessee team, yes. it's the secondary. And but they played their best game Saturday, and uh, I just they got to get after the quarterback, they cannot let him stand back there uh, because they've got weapons too. They've got to get after him, and I think the one that controls the running game the best may win this ball game. The one that can't run it, it will be the loser of this game. Tennessee is a much better running team than everybody gives them credit for. And I saw Coach Smart say that earlier this week, yesterday. He said Tennessee runs the football much better than people think they do. They just run it in an unconventional way, but but they certainly do. I mean, they, they and they run the ball. They run the ball a, more than they throw the ball. I mean, the, the, the numbers are this year. That's the way the numbers break out. Um, I, I'll tell you this about this game that's really, I think, going to be really interesting is the big game aspect of it. And the way this coach does not allow his team thus far to get pulled into this, 
You know what's different, though? Tonight, when ESPN flashes up there, what I think they're going to flash up, guys, which is at your number one, all of a sudden it's different. And I don't know why it's different, but the equation all of a sudden is different. And I don't know why that is. You guys could tell me why that is. But there's a, a magic go, to it. Yeah, there's something about it. There's a magic. By I the way, you now. Yeah. the Athletic um, polled its 27 college football writers. Mm-hmm. You probably saw this. 21 of them say Tennessee will be number one tonight. Mm-hmm. We'll show that, by the way, at 520 this afternoon. So, mm-hmm. Tony, inquiring minds want to know. Mm-hmm. Is that a Philly shirt you're wearing? It is. Good luck tonight. I love their crowd. We're going to need it. Yeah, I know it. I'm afraid, well, George, we're going to need it. But yeah, the, you you're know, probably right, but I love the crowd. The crowd is so hungry and fun. You know, my son goes to school there, and I tried to get him a single. And uh, it's been a pretty good fall, but Dad didn't go and pay $1,000 for uh, standing in the outfield ticket. I mean, I love, I love him. I love my son. My son, Anthony's the best. Dad's not paying a thousand dollars for you to go stand in the outfield, Anthony, bad news for you. See if you can talk your way in. Let me, let me repeat it. Son, we love you. We love you. It ain't happening. It is not happening. He goes, well, dad, you think, uh, I said, yeah, I think you need to go down there, get to know somebody or do like a lot of people do today. You just get behind somebody and when, they hold the four up. You be the fifth, and they don't even know you've come through the turnstiles. There's no turnstiles anymore. I love it. I love what we're teaching the youth of America. Yes, we are. So, Tony, what uh, the the Tennessee-Alabama game on TV in Knoxville got what kind of number? You asked me that last week. I still have no idea. Oh, no. You were telling me what it got in Nashville, which is it astronomical. Got- I know the numbers it got uh, in terms of um, – um, just across the board nationally, I think this game's bigger. Oh, I think I, this game will do a bigger right. game than the Alabama game did. And that thing touched 15 million. This thing uh, Saturday is going to do an unbelievable number. And, okay. and the fresh blood, the fresh blood of um, just the whole concept of the fresh blood is, you know, I think, College football needs some newness. It needs some newness at the top, whether it was Tennessee or someone else. It just needs somebody new at the top of it. Uh, I'm in well, total agreement. Go ahead, Watson. Well, you've got the newness, and it's Tennessee. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the only the only thing I don't like of being named number one, I think it takes a little, and I think there will be too. It takes a little pressure off of Georgia guys. That's what I think. Georgia's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so it, Georgia feels the heat because everybody says you're supposed to win the game. That's right. Tennessee goes to number one. That changes the mindset a little bit in Athens. And I think that lets the Georgia team relax a little more. But honestly, guys, this is such a big game. And, and Tony, this is the first of, of, of four. Because if they win this one, then they got the pressure of the SEC game. And if they win that one, then they got a semifinal game. And if they win that one, then they got a championship game. So this is the start of four really pressurized football games. Wow. But, man, it's been a long time since they got to taste this. And I think Josh will have them ready. And I, I don't I, – they may not win, and they may win. 
but I don't think they'll choke. I think they'll play, let it fly and be loose. Yeah. And I just that's the way his teams play, and I expect to see that Saturday. I think both these guys, both these games, and I know, look, we all watch the NFL. The NFL this year is so lacking compared to the major games in college football right now. Now, college football has a problem with too many easy games these teams play on their schedules. But, man, the NFL game, you take the entertainment that we're going to see Saturday, and you show me an NFL game where the game right now is 12-3, to 9-6. to 6, uh, you know, what What these numbers that are just it, – it's absurd how hard it is in, in NFL football to play any offense. And college, some would argue, might have too much offense. This game Saturday, Watson, I'm with you. It's going to have a perfect mix, I think, of big plays on offense and defense. And who knows, maybe some yep. special team stuff as well. I think we're going to see a great football game, guys. I am so excited just to be a part of this week. And tonight – on my deal, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a TV show on here and get excited about it. And why not? Okay, pl- plug it again. Yeah. Because I guess we have to go to a commercial break here. Imagine sure. that. So over on my website at tclub.team or on Twitter where you find me, at Tony Basilio, as soon as they announce tonight, say Tennessee's name. That's what I've said as the benchmark. I'm going to jump in as soon as we see where they're ranked and take calls from people and talk about it. And what does this do for the week? And how do you feel? And, you know, this thing was left for dead, guys. And it was less than two years ago that it was left for dead. I mean, this is um, this is a gift. This is a gift, you know. As a, you know, as a God-believing person, the older I get, I take my gifts anywhere I can get them. And uh, this is a gift, guys. It really is. It's fun. It's kind of like watching my Phillies in the World Series. I mean, George, were you expecting my Phillies to be in the World Series? Absolutely Heck no. not. I was expecting my Braves to be there. Thank you. And so was You're I. And, and, and guys, when we were talking back in August, you said to me, well, what are they going to do this year, the Vols? And I said, guys, if this guy wins nine, he should be coach of the century. Yeah, he's going to win nine. He's going to be nine and oh. They win Saturdays, me nine and oh. Yeah, he's going to win nine. I think he's got a chance. Crazy. <laughs> Hey, uh, first of all, thank you for being on as thank always. Um, when I go to the break here in a minute, I'm going to call you, answer your phone if you can. All right. Thank you. We'll go to the break and then we'll have more on Tennessee and Georgia. So stick around. Oh, yes. What do you got there, Billy? George, uh, we do have a sponsor here for Tony Basilio. Well, he oh. has been brought to us by Direct Radon. Mitigation. Have you heard of the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. There you go, George. This is Main Street Media Television. <laughs> 